Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby League Talks. I'm Keegs, and I'm joined by Jacob I'm once Jacob. again. Jacob, we haven't recorded a podcast since the week of uh, the grand final. So that was a while yeah. ago. That was a while ago, yeah. I think we probably wanted to do more stuff for the World Cup, but I think we just got pretty caught up in our own lives. Yeah. And also the games being at like four. Oh, four yeah. Can I just say... This is the stupidest time for a World Cup Grand Final for Australians. 2am on a Sunday morning. I honestly, God, I thought that it would have been on prime time over in England, so it would have been like 5am. Apparently not. That's not how... England don't so love their footy as much as Australia. Don't love their footy. It's a midday activity for them. Yeah. Um, oh, that is amazing. Yeah, look, I've barely watched any matches. I, I I would have loved to watch more New Zealand on live without knowing the results, but fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm not racking up 2am every Saturday or every Sunday morning just to watch a footy game. I'm sorry. There's actually... Yeah, no. Do you follow the SAC report on Twitter? The SAC report? No, I don't. I deleted Twitter, but those... Every time I got notifications, remember to be bad. What did they say? They said, oh, Peter Volandis has come out and said that this is a disgusting time for all Australian fans to be watching footy. It should be catering to Australia. And it obviously, uh, if you don't know, the SAC report is very sarcastic. It's, it's satire. It's, yeah, it's, it's satire. But... It's the Batuta for footy. I could literally see Volandis saying that. <laughs> For Landy's to the delay the World Cup for two games into the season. <laughs> yeah, look, um, a lot of people aren't happy with the Landy's at the moment. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's talk about the big news for this week, and that is Aussie versus Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup. Yeah. I believe this is the set, only the first time ever a Tier 2 nation has gone into the grand final. Yeah, and in what an amazing fashion did they do that. Uh, I think we'll talk about Australia and New Zealand first, but that's definitely something really exciting that I want to get to. So yeah. Australia and New Zealand, Jesus Christ. Um, I, was, um, I don't think either team was at their best. No. I Look, if you... The, Really, New Zealand really evolved backwards during this World Cup, in my opinion. You know, they put that really dominant display early on in the pools, you know. And that's the bad thing about the pool system, is that you do not get a grasp on how good the team is currently. Yeah. You only get it when it comes finals times. And if they do bad in finals, you get knocked out straight away. So you can't, you can't like, recreate, like... Your your team, like you could do in the pool system, but it is what it is. I yeah. was saying that Dylan Brown and uh, Jerome Hughes standouts for New Zealand. The spine did amazing, um, and I don't think you could expect more from them. The spine players for New Zealand did exceptional all um, all tournament. You know, you could lay down to the fact that they didn't get their their cohesion in late because, you know, Jerome Hughes had that calf injury for the 
early yeah. stages of the tournament, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think I think their spine probably could have used more cohesion. And we saw that towards the end, uh, especially of the game where Jerome Hughes wasn't quite. It felt like there's times where halves kind of grab a game with their hands on the wheel. Yeah, and it didn't feel like Hughes was doing that as much as we kind of expect him to do with the Storm. Um, I other than that, I don't know if you can fault him for much because you know he did his thing. He took on the line as much as he could. You know, fifteen runs for a hundred hundred meters. His kicking game was superb at yes. times. Uh, yeah, he, Dylan Brown and him really chipped away at uh, Aussie's defense with those short kicks on the line, especially. Uh, the towering bombs, you know, the first try came from a kick when Manu went up over Fox, I think it was. Mm. And then there was a no try um, from a kick when Leota was able to pick it up after it came off Fox and uh, oh, that was gave it a Hicks. So you could really see where Milford and Luai should be targeting uh, this coming Sunday morning when it's mm. um, up against... Aussie. Um, funnily enough, each try that came off a kick was the left side <laughs> of uh, Aussie. So maybe we could right. see some Milford torpedoes going the Fox's way, but we'll see. Has a team list been announced yet for either side? Um, I don't think so. I think if they were, we'd be hearing a bit more talk about it. Um, Milford's been weirdly reluctant to kick that torpedo this tournament. He's yeah. been weirdly reluctant to do a lot of things. Um, looks, I'm he's got no not really sure what happens. It looks like he's got no confidence. Um, he's got nothing. He's yeah. There's a Shaquille O'Neal quote saying that the eyes don't lie, because uh, you know Michael Jordan when he was at the peak of his game, he had that look of a killer in his eyes. Milford, he's got the opposite. Um, it's, it's very like different. A remember. Teddy bear. Yeah, he looks like a little like puppy that's like scared of something, which you know it really sucks because you go back to that 2015-16 Milford where you know when he was playing fullback of the Raiders, he just had so much mojo. You know the 2014 round one, very specific game. I know the Cowboys versus Raiders. Fuck Milford sake. was he <laughs> he was making one on one tackles on Samalolo after a line break. Anthony Milford. Yeah. And the, he used to play with so much confidence, so it's just sad to see him in this position. Um, Hopefully Wayne can get some of that. But I'm still under the impression that the halves pairing come around run for Dolphins is Sean O'Sullivan and Katoa. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, if, especially if Katoa gets a crack control game. Yeah. Um... In saying that, with so with Aussie, I don't know what the hell's been going on with Cleary. You, you know, you could lay it down to, oh, the ball is different in a, in England, but as Cleary said himself, oh, it's a shit kicking. I don't know what's going on. And I feel like yeah, well... they really need Cleary to switch on in this final because while... While Samoa hasn't lived up to their full potential yet, in my opinion, the way that Luai was kicking 
in that in that final against England was superb. He had it on a string. He kicked it to every corner he could possibly get, and it caused England to grind out of their own end, and it failed half the time. So, Luai, his boot could be something to watch out for. He doesn't really kick a lot in club footy, but he's definitely got a kicking game that can be dangerous, and that can slice the back five open. Yeah, well, it'll be really interesting. Um, and I think in terms of Australia's kicking game, I think it was really fascinating to see just how little kicking Monster did against New Zealand. Mm. Uh, he only had three kicks for the entire game versus Cleary, who had 18, which is, you know, I feel like when you've got someone left-footed, I get the Cleary's probably one of the best in-play kickers if not the best of the NRL. Like, Mixed it up a little. Use your second option. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, ben Hunt, his kicking was actually pretty good for the two kicks he did I have. noticed that. He like, set up that try for Boss. And he was he was pretty much playing as an extra half for the occasional play. And whenever he did, you know, good things came out of it. Yeah. And really, Ben Hunt could play like your Jack, Jackson Hastings at 13. You know, when it's time to bring a prop off, like, say, Jerbo. You put Grant on, and you shift you shift your forward pack around. You know, you go Grant to Hooker. You move, like say your lock is Paddy Cowgan. You move Cowgan to prop, and then you have Ben Hunt as that ball playing thirteen. Who can mm. kick? The question is though, if they do that, because you've still got Isaiah Yo. Oh, that that is true, Isaiah Yo. Um, that completely banked. And you also have potentially Cam Murray on one of the end edges. Oh, yeah, and they've already got Carrigan on. You could really set Hunt up as the second kick option where you could have Cleary as that first receiver role, but then he passes it to Hunt, and Hunt is the one doing the kicking. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled something like that. Because I think the Cowboys do a similar thing where they've got cause they've got their three kicking options. They've got Dearden, Drinkwater, and Townsend. Yeah. And because Dearden has decent service from dummy half, it means that Robson can run on fourth. So after he runs on fourth and gets tackled, you can have the pass from Dearden, and you've still got two kicking options between Drinkwater and Townsend. And that that's so, the, um, the good thing about having a third option there you know oh, the thing I I think they'll struggle Australia when it comes time to the battle in the middle Ooh. no one made over a hundred run meters within the forward pack clearly ran more I think, I think yeah I did yeah. 185 okay so yo was the only one and then I think Reba... Yo and Carrigan. Okay, but he's coming off the bench. Yeah, Liam Munn with 113. Okay, you're proving me wrong here. <laughs> that... But other than that, the initial starting props, you know, Regan Campbell Gillard with 48 is like... Yeah, but, and like, wasn't Jerbo <laughs> 70? Yeah, 72. See, that's very like... sluggish, I feel. You... Jerbo playing... Starting prop makes sense. 
that if RCG isn't going to be taking the ball forward, and then what's why? Like someone's got to do it. Yeah. You know that, that's where I feel like RCG lacks. Maybe, like he makes so many great run meters at club level with power. Is it because they're playing a different style of footy that they're not playing him as a prop who can ball play alongside Barlow? I don't know. That could be a reason. I think but, having him next to Barlow works well because when the defense has the focus on. Not just him, but also Barlow and also Madison. Yeah. Whereas you start him with Jerbo, who doesn't really take the most. The yeah, he doesn't. And, he's only and made. Play the ball isn't too fast either, so defensive no. ones reset pretty quickly. I think he made one tackle break all year, Jerbo. Yeah, I think I think it was something like that. Yeah. Um, I. I I think Cotter needs to be on the team. Yeah, agree. Either Cotter or, like, starting Tino, at least. Yeah. Because Tino, he's in that model of a quick play that will forward, which I think we really lack if we're going with that Jervo breaking camp with starting Terry. Because as you said, it's so sluggish. And the last thing that you need got weapons like Harry Grant and Cameron Monstaff is to have a sluggish board pack that keeps letting the defensive line reset. Agreed. So I, we, there was all this talk about you know how Australia is going to compete against Zealand with their board pack, and I think we did all right, but we didn't. You, it. you kind of see it with um, with Jabo and what we could have been a bit more. Especially in terms of just box speed, because if you've got guys like Tedesco, who, if, if the defensive line is even just off by like one person struggling to get back on side, or you, so we know where Tedesco's up. Yeah. He just randomly gets across to the other side of the field before you blink. It so, worked for Australia. New Zealand had a very fast defensive line at times, and it really, like, it, we really struggled with the forwards and beating that. It, if it wasn't for mm. the outside back's quick ball movement, I don't think we would have gotten very far downfield. There was a couple times where... Um, we that won that game off brilliance. What was that, sorry? We won that game off brilliance. Of yeah, play. individual brilliance at times. New Zealand's setting up their tries through you know, their attacking the goal line. They've got their set plays, their kicking. Whereas, you know, you look at our tries, what was it? It was just Ben Hunt just whacking the ball out of nowhere. And, um, and Murray well, running it down. straight at... Um, Whereas, yeah. It was it was pretty crazy. Tries we were scoring. And it was just individual brilliance, especially from the outside backs. Agreed, as yeah. opposed to the forwards. Um, obviously, you can see neither of our halves or not a single member of our spine Barring Ben Hunt had a try <laughs> That, wow. Okay, that says a lot about how limiting we were in the forward pack that didn't free up a lot of the spine players. I think it was just lack of contribution. I don't think Munster had his best game. No. Uh, Tedesco did great in terms of running. I don't think basketball. Teddy will always be up there in front of me, though. That's the thing about Teddy. He's a freak. 
He's the yeah, fittest he person on the field himself. 24-7. Yeah, he gets himself involved again and again and again and again and again. And I think his play style has rubbed off on Joey Manu and Joseph Wiley at the Chooks as well. Mm. Because they also play very similar styles. You know, Manu that ran the from dummy team. half? <laughs> love that. It's, I love, I love it's the players. So noticeable. I you just see how all three of them run now. They go through the guts of the field and they're quick on the edge for ball movement and they get it. They can, like, they... Tedesco has that specific style of run where he puts his head down and it's like he's um, a Kelpie dog. He'll just, like... He has such fascinating posture. Yeah, he does. And it's what annoyed the piss out of me last year because he was, when we had that crackdown of head highs, it's like, bro, you are asking to get head high here and send someone off. I don't even think it's like a thing he tries to do. I think no. that's just his best. It's not. It's It's just like, he's just built like that pretty much. It's the same with um, all this controversy about Sorali with pulling his, fu- his knees up in the middle of the air. It's how he unconsciously runs. Pretty much. It'll take some wiring to get that out of his game. I don't think it'll be a flashbang instant thing. Because he'll kind of have to retrain how he takes back the ball. That'll probably be something Roosters look at in preseason, given that he's been warned a few times for it. It, Say he's been doing it since... Doing it all day, sir. Yeah. It, it's a very hard thing to get rid of. The you have you have to relearn a different style, and it doesn't feel comfortable. And you want to go back to that comfort of, okay, this is how I do. I do it well. Let's move on. But you can't. He, yeah, it's like it's trying to change your technique in sports. You know, trying to change your basketball jump shot, your tennis stroke, your kicking routine. It's it's all of that, and it's such a weird thing to try and go against. But uh, it is possible. Uh, it is, it's probably needed. Uh, yeah. It's probably needed, given you know the issues we have with player safety, uh, especially HIAs, the amount of tacklers that go low and cock knees to the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get one head from that knee and you're gonski for the match. So Yeah, and the week after too. So. Yeah, that, that's... Um, I think it was Brody Croft that it all came to light. Um, I think Brody was supposed to play the grand final, and I don't think he could because in England you have to have an eleven-day turnaround from a concussion. And I'm like, why? Yeah. What research well, have just... you got to say you need an extra four days? The truth is, they probably have some, and it's better that they're erring on the side of precaution, given the issue. Um, CTE, especially being what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. What we've come out recently, especially given uh, how they did the brain scans on Paul Green, uh, and it was found that he had. They, the doctor said it was the worst case of CTE they'd ever seen uh, with Paul Green. So Jesus Christ, it's pretty yeah, pretty big thing, and it's good that they're taking steps to it. But we probably do need more consistency across the board, and obviously there's always going to be tweaking to it and trying to fix it. So, you know, teams aren't voiding certain things like what we saw with HIAs at one stage mm. and trying to get the free substitution. But, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's it's going to take a lot. It's going to be really, 
weird in the context of the future of rugby league as well because it's you know it's sub concussive not it's not just concussions it's it's you be off any yeah. non concussion hit to the head repeated for enough times and that's always gonna happen when you're tackling people in footy. So hundred percent. Bloody bloody scary one. Um so, but yeah. Is there anything else you have to add to Australia and England? Oh, Australia and New Zealand. Um, errors? Fuck, they had a lot of errors this tournament. I feel like <clears throat> that's... A lot of those errors are coming off like just silly mistakes. Mm. You know, um, just over... Overthinking little things. They don't have that trust with one another, and I think Cleary put this best. It's hard to learn straight to right. It's hard to learn a, a style of play when you do not play with these boys 24-7. You know, at Panthers, it's very, very cohes- cohesive. You get there fast. They know what they need to do. But when you have 13, oh, 16 other blokes from how many different clubs who play a different style of footy, it's it's difficult. And I get that. But Samoa and Australia have their fair share of errors. However, what really helped Samoa was that they were able to back that up with a good defensive set and uh, the following attacking set. They finished it off with a good kick. So oh, They defended the errors, and that's... Realistically, you know, we see this in mic'd up with players. I remember Chad Townsend after that I dropped the ball. It's, head up, yeah. So, yeah, just head up, defends the error, get straight back to it. You got two and minutes. If you don't defend the errors, you end up getting fatigued. So that's, it very much becomes like a snowball going down a hill if you're not defending those. And Samoa, they put it in simple terms, they had that dog in them. Um, yes, they, they kept they they kept them going. They knew they made their mistakes, but they kept bouncing back as well. You know, um, the Luai having copped enough criticism for his performance this tournament. Simply, he did the meme of the guy playing games who suddenly leans forward and decides they're focused. Yeah, uh, he yeah. absolutely tore it up. Three tries this. Everyone who said, "Oh, we just we deserve." Luai deserves an apology. In some way, yes, but he doesn't deserve an apology where he pl- he didn't play to his best ability and he was slacking off. You, if someone is purposeless, just slacking off in general, they don't deserve an apology because they need to kick up the ass, in my opinion. Um, there's just a lot of times when Luai did dumb shit, like oh, tackled, they called, they called held, he'd pull someone's leg, get a penalty. There's no need for that. Unless you, you've just been a little shit at that point. Get on. He, he is pretty high in terms of statistics for how many penalties he gives away in the NRL. <laughs> so it is something that he probably might take a look at in this game. But other than that, I think it was it was good to see him have that reserve. Especially given that in terms of forward packs, you know, that was... He wasn't playing behind a dominant forward pack. They both made the same amount of meters. Uh, 
you're looking at playable speed. His team did have a quicker playable. However, you could really see that in the late stages of the game. Man. Yeah, well, that's Alan May, Brian Toro. That's their thing. That's the thing I'm worried about because English England had a very strong forward pack that were very hard hitters, and really, um, it was their like second rowers who were doing a lot of the uh, line running. You know, Smell mm. Elliot Whitehead. Oh God, he put on a show. Um, but this is where my point comes in. You cannot be sluggish around the middle. You need to have like a Cotter, a Carrigan, a Tino. In yeah, there to get the fast that... ball speeds to allow to Desco, to allow Grant to get Ray and do a line break. Yeah, well, something I want to say is I quite like the inclusion of Royce Hunt as mm. a forward for some summer. The reason being because Duke the Sharks, we spoke about this around, I think, the origin time where you have the strategy of having the back five taking the majority of the yardage work and the forwards using the majority of their energy just on tackling up the middle. Yeah. Uh, and Royce Hunt has been part of a very similar system where he played a lot of starting prop, I believe, at Cronulla this year and did a pretty good job with it. And he did that again for Samoa with 29 tackles and one miss. So that's something that I quite like. Uh, I think Chanel Hellish-Tavita is going to end up starting at hooker. Okay. With... New Brown only playing 15 minutes and uh, going off. And then you've got Danny Levi, who's out as well. So, obviously, what that's... Danny do? He, he was injured as well, just okay. as uh, Hamill was in the early rounds. They've they've okay. had a few injuries, uh, some of us. So, the fact that they've made it to the final is a pretty good testament to their team. Yeah, it's amazing. Because, like, when Hammer... Uh, May, Spencer Lenu, May, Targo, Lenu. so many, and Halamu Ali. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that name. Halamu Ali, yeah, yeah. When they got all injured, they're like, oh, they goes a lot of their depth and credit to the boys. Yeah. They were able to get that dog in them, as you said, and make the grand final. <laughs> they just need to do that for another eighty minutes. 80 minutes, yeah. you are the first ever Polynesian team apart from New Zealand to win a World Cup. You are yeah, a T2 well, nation be... winning a World Cup against England, New Zealand, Australia. Can you imagine that? Not just It'll that, but the confidence special. it will bring to their, back to their clubs. Yeah. Um... It'll be fantastic. Uh, a few things that I do want to add, though, specifically on the England in Samoa game, was that's I think Herbie Farnworth obviously had a good game. Two tries, took 169 meters worth of runs, which seven tackle breaks, and it just kind of returns what I've been saying a fair bit about the Broncos and how important Herbie is to their team, specifically in terms of their yardage carries. Because it's not something that, um, yeah. it's not something Katoni Stagg is getting all involved with throughout this year. Uh, the majority of the yardage carries the most runs, they were all going to Herbie, and he was taking a lot of the hit ups out of the back end, and that's something we've seen with him again today. So it's good to see him play footy again. And I'd also like to say that 
Jack Welsby. He didn't quite recreate the game that he had against Samoa uh, at the start of that tournament. There was one point where he was playing in the centres a few games ago, obviously just to try and test something out. But I think defensively, he wasn't as strong as he was before. He also made two errors uh, to go with the five missed tackles. And I'll also uh, Michael McKillaram, oh, eight missed tackles for England as well. Wow, right. Who, who does, what does he play? I'm not familiar with everything. Hooker. Hooker. Wow. Hooker, made 34, missed eight. That's big. Which is uh, not with you one up the middle. I mean, if you have Papa Leahy and bloody Barlow running at you, you could be shitting your pants. But. Eight. Well, you got to really? get several people in the tackles. I will say, yeah, well, it's... he he. I may have a bit of bias because he played for the Raiders a couple of years ago, but yeah. Georgie Williams this tournament was um, outstanding. He was running the ball every chance he had. He had a great kicking game. He was able to get several line breaks. He set up so many tries. He, I thought. They just off him, they England were gonna win that game. And I I had England tip to win the World Cup and I had Georgie to get the golden boot. But mm. he's bloody talented. He is so talented. I'm so disappointed that um him and Ricky couldn't work stuff out or more on Ricky's end. But here we are. And J- John Bateman a lot of people were like, Oh yeah, John Bateman is shit after this game. Look, John Bateman, you don't buy John Bateman always off performance. You buy John Bateman and what he inspires in the boys. He is a team player. He will encourage the boys till the final whistle sounds. He was a great part of Raiders. He would win us games because he motivated us. He he didn't just do talking. He did actions, and he won us so many games in that 2019 season. It was just so shit that he also had to go home. And I'd always remember he had that desire in him that he wanted to win. He wanted, and people wanted to play with him. He, after we lost the grand final in 2019, I think he was one of the only players to stay out there. He looked Cooper, he looked at that Rooster side dead in the eyes and he's like, I'm coming for you next year. And fuck, if. We got so close the following year. It, it, the storm that year was just on another level. And mm. the shit thing is that we had a retiring Cameron Smith who had something left to fight for. And, you know, Pappenhausen was really come in. Jerome Hughes was outstanding. That was his breakout year. Money, money, mo- money's monster. You know, but... I really don't want people bagging this English side. I'm not even English, and I'm like, fuck, I wish you guys won it. Their one percenters this tournament were insane. Every kick, there was at least eight blokes chasing it. The kick pressure, it fell off in the end, but they really hunted Milford, and that really set that idea in him. It's like, I'm going to get fucking smashed if I go anywhere near this ball when I want to kick it. And he got two kicks out on the full at one point because of it, I think. Which game was this? I think this was England. Uh, it may, might not have been kicked out of play, but 
he got really too oh, back England to back. Yeah. Samoa with Milford. Milford got really too yeah. bad back to back kicks in. And it really. Yeah, I remember that. Struggled. He really struggled after it. Yeah, after I that, do remember Luai that. Luai grabbed it. Yeah, Luai, this was one of those games where he kind of just grabbed the team by his hands. Not in a steering the team around way, but more in a leading by actions way. Yeah. Just plays so much confidence. He his just, lateral movement is ridiculous. He just he teleports from side to side. He he was just able to give Lafai so much space during this game, and Lafai put on a blinder. Jeez, I think I've ever seen Tim Lafai play like that. I I wasn't really familiar with Tim Lafai before the tournament, but he really impressed me, and that's partially because of Luai. Luai does this skip that draws in those two defenders and it just gives space on his outside to his centre. That's the reason why Targo and um, Toho are able to really... I think it's May on the left side. Oh, yeah. May, sorry. That's right. I still... It was, it was Toho. It was Toho, yeah. It, they're they able to gain so much around. space over the movement of Luai. But... Just incredible how Lafayette... So, Lafayette was able to grab the ball in his outside shoulder, which gave him that ability to palm off any defenders and run at the outside shoulder of his opposition centre and draw in the winger. That sometimes allowed... Um, was t- Who was... That allowed Tiny May to score. So... I was really impressed. I'm not sure who England's right wing, right centre's pairing were. I can't remember off the top of my head. But if I remember correctly, it's going to be Lafayette and Wrighton up against each other on Sunday. Um, yep, yep, it will be. And that's going to be very fascinating. Uh, because obviously, Samoa, they're going to love to go left. Because obviously, that's where Luai's going to be. Uh, but weirdly enough, that is where Australia were targeted in the last game. Mm. Uh, Holmes <laughs> missing a lot of tackles, but what was weird to me was that he was even in a position to make any of those tackles in the first place. How does a winger uh, attempt 13 tackles? Why is a winger attempting 13 tackles? Yeah, you've, you've got to wonder what's happening with one at centre. He was forced to make 17, but compare that to Luttrell, who was forced to make 10, and Adokar, who was forced to make, wait for it, one singular tackle all game. Fuck. You know, you, you can kind of see which side um, teams are generally going against. And that's, I think, the weird part about having wide at left. I love the attack that he brings, but, you know... Even at club level, he's been a poor I know defender. He's, yeah, he's... He's been okay. I don't think it's for lack of effort. I think it's just general positioning and technique yeah. compared to some other guys. Like, for example, you take a look at Matt Burton, who he's generally really flat-footed around defense. You know, Matt Burton doesn't really get into that athletic stance until, you know, the ball carrier's right in front of him. Mm. And that causes him a lot of issues defensively because he's just not ready for it. His weight isn't positioned the way it needs to be if you're trying to go in and make a tackle. Um and there's just Which, so much pressure on a centre while defending, especially on your line. You need to make the right decision yeah. because well, that decision is also centers. the greatest decision. 
Yeah, exactly. Because the winger, they they're gonna have to follow the center every time. You know, you, everyone. I know there's so many. This is like a casual Facebook footy fan thing to be like, "How come the wingers never stay on their wings?" Well, if your center jams, you're not meant to stay on your wings. No, you're meant, you're meant to follow them. You're meant to do what your center does. And a lot of the times, wingers get blamed for their poor defensive decision making of the centers inside them. Unless uh, you're fucking Felt, who just jams for the sake of it. He does. I think Felt jams a bit too far in, but I've seen much worse than Felt. Uh, watching Jaden Ockenbord. Oh, you know, no, don't mention That gives me Ockenbord. He's like, you know the Aaron Woods NPC run? Yeah. That's like Ockenbord every time. He jams if his centre isn't even jamming getting. Like, I remember it was one of the first little plays we had like, on the page where it was an Ockenbord jam on Caleb Wong. It was, yes. Dude, didn't he, he didn't even get the ball. Adam Clune realised that the ball was so far in on a guy that was literally behind uh, that he could just throw the cut out off to the wing. It and was... The, the, poor, the poor bloody centre shot had nothing. It, yeah, look, wingers jamming isn't my favourite thing in the world, but... Necessary. If your centres do it, you need to. And yeah. I don't think that the second rowers are going to get blamed for too much. Australia because Angus Pride and Liam Martin are very solid players. Oh, Liam Martin in defence this game was outstanding. Ridiculously good. Liam Martin, he does all the I mean, quiet things. Apart so, uh, from the shoulder charge that caused a punch on, he was alright. It's a funny one. Um, oh, yeah, no, no yeah, making... in judiciary either, by the way. Huh. Oh, like probably just blatant don't shoulder charge to, to Nass. But, you know. Uh, referees, I've had to deal with so much from NASA over the past year, they probably just wanted to let that one slide. <laughs> I, I, and, um, who even are... Sorry, because I don't know. I Who even are the second rowers for Samoa? I don't think I've ever seen uh, them before. Who are they? We will take a look. They are, because I remember there's... So first we got Jane Stewart, who okay. plays over at the Dragons. He played for the Rabbitohs before. Yeah, and then you've got Lizzie yeah. Sow. Uh, you've got Kelma Tulangi, Tulangi from the Tigers coming off the bench. Uh, as for Lizzie Sow, that's who I didn't him, know. Because he scored a try. I'm like, who are you? I'm oh, is sure this the guy who was played. supposed to who replaced Luch? No. No? Who was the guy who replaced Luke? Oh, well, in, in the Samoan team, yes, in terms of playing second row. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Liggy South, he's had 21 games for the Eagles and 26 games for the Raiders. Okay. Wait, for the Hoosier? Uh, Eagles and... The Eagles and Warriors. Okay. And since, since 2020, he's been playing with Hull FC over in the Super League. Oh, uh, okay, yep. Generally... Yeah, he's he's not too bad. He's doing all right, uh, obviously for Samoa because they obviously got the win that we saw, and he bagged a try, so that wasn't too bad. But I really do wonder how they would be going with Leilua. But fucking killing it. They yeah, they probably would be. Can you uh, imagine the PCMs on that side of the field? It it'd be crazy, but obviously Leilua is 
Yeah, look, we don't speak about happened for a reason. We, what he did. Yeah, he, yeah, well, what he allegedly did, really, because we don't really know much about it. All we know When's is his that he's gone. Has, it, has that been set? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. It probably has been. I, I love how you were so it. excited for, yes, we're going to get a Luciano Leilua preseason at the Cowboys under his belt. <sighs> nah, not going to happen. Man, yeah, nah. Sit down. He, he technically will because the no balls stand down, they still can train with the team. Okay, that's good. So he, yeah, but I think they're just. I don't. I don't even know if he's with the team at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've got no idea about any of it. I'm kind of just not thinking about Leilu. You, you've just got a. You've just got a um, post up on your wall, and you sob at it every time you see it before you go to bed. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No, we're just just separating the situation, hoping that whatever's happened to the courts are able to uncover that, and that um, both parties are. Yeah. Hopefully, able to... this is resolved, and that yeah. Luch didn't do what he allegedly did. I hope he didn't. And if he did, what yeah. the fuck? If, if he did, I hope he's punished. If he didn't, I hope that... I hope, yeah, I hope all, justice all is people. given. Yeah, in either the way. Um, yeah. But let's talk footy. Yeah, we, yeah I was going to say, we, we don't know anything about that. <laughs> By being yeah, a law student, we, I we don't... We just know footy and that's it sometimes. Um, yeah. I will say, though, obviously, we've got Jack Dostoevsky uh, for the Cowboys, who is looking like an absolute beast in the gym photos that we've seen. Oh, did you see Lukey, uh, though? Holy fuck. He's, he's all arms there. He's, he's a beast. He, I thought so... he got swallowed last preseason. Oh, what was I wrong? Look how big he is now. Even Mitch Dunn, he's got the shoulders. Yeah. Up. He's going to be playing middle forward this year, I reckon. He's going to come on, and he's going to be bringing the line speed. Maybe, but... Yeah, no. Oh, who's your depth for second row? It's Sudruga and... You got no time well, to kill, second rowers, The second rowers, you're going to have Nanai, Luki, and Gershewski. You start two of them and you have one on the bench. Yeah. Because usually Nanai plays 80 anyways. So it'll be between Gershewski and Luki, who starts and who goes on bench. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, Back to Samoa. I thought they had some great defensive moments, and then there was some where it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And what those yeah. moments were particularly on the right side. Uh, the Elliot Wrighthead try is the one of them. Uh, Herbie yeah. Farnworth literally been over twice for England, and he plays on the left, so he's marking up against the right side of the team. For yeah. If you look at who Australia has on that side, Money you've got Munster. Luttrell, you've got Fox, you've got Munster. And you've got Crichton. Angus Crichton. Yeah, you've got Angus Crichton as well. That's the line. Uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting, pretty this fascinating. Is, this is the time when I head. wish we had Liam and Nenai able to play in the same side because one of them would have to play left side. And whoever it is, I wouldn't care because they would literally just hunt Milford and just destroy all his confidence in his kicking game they'll just be able to rush up on him and 
challenge to kick. Nanoise line speed is ridiculous. It is. One of the best times I've seen it was up against the Dragons in the late half of the season, and he made Ben Hunt second-guess himself. You don't usually do that, especially when you're only 19 years old. But, you know, I'm actually really excited for this. Will I wake up at 2am to watch it? No. But I will be watching it the moment I wake up. You might. You crazy bastard. I I am crazy. I love my footy. I'm crazy. I love my footy. Yeah, look, I love my footy, but I also love my sleep. Imagine how good the sleep will be when the game's over, though. (laughs) That is true. No, literally, I tried to watch... um, the New Zealand versus Aussie game, I had it set up on my chair and I was like laying down in bed watching it because KO doesn't like to be on an Xbox for some weird reason. KO, <laughs> high up and get an app on the Xbox, thanks. Are you, are you using Microsoft Edge on there as well? No, I'm using just my computer. I'm using Google Chrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. On the Xbox, I should have used... go to Microsoft Edge. Yeah, I should have done that. I forgot that's Microsoft what I did about a week ago. Yeah, right. That's that's your KO life hack for all our listeners. We'll be doing that, maybe. But no, I fell asleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the last thing I remember about the game was Fox's try, and then I woke up to Mal Meninga on my screen, talking post-game. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love when that happens. I know, right? I, but, I remember I went to sleep and that before work, before Broncos Rabbitohs. Oh. And I woke up with about 10 minutes left, and the first thing I see when I open my eyes is the live video stream of Kurt Capel hitting a match-winning field goal. <laughs> Love that. Um, I, I had to pinch myself a few times. <laughs> Only if he could have kept it for the entire season, which he didn't. <laughs> um... God, I'm slandering everyone today. What's wrong with me? Um, Alrighty. So, do you have anything left to say about what we could expect for this game on Sunday? Of course, Samoa. Look, I hope Samoa wins. I'm an Aussie all the way, but I really hope for the sake of Samoa itself that they win. They deserve it. Yeah, I obviously I want Australia to win in all reality, but it's not it's not going to be like losing to New Zealand. Uh, no. it's it's very different. It's, it's we, we may just like, never hear the end of it. Yeah, no. Well, it depends. Uh, on one hand, Australia could win. On the other hand, rugby league could win. That is and true. I think that's. But we all know what Peter Davies wants to happen. He wants rugby league to be replaced by horse racing. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, I, I, yeah. Yeah, he does. You heard it here first. If we do lose, if we do lose, I would like everyone to know that Peter Willanis actually did have a hand in selecting the team. Boycott Peter Willanis, that's what I'm not, hearing. Not, not entirely on Mel. Is that why we have uh, the sluggish forward pack in the world right now? Because it's all cockroaches? 
could be. I mean, just saying. I don't understand how we're not starting two Queensland middles. We had one set of origin, we were the better forward pack, and we dominated for majority of the season. Uh, you, you cannot tell me that Gerbo and RCG is the best starting forward pack we can come up with when we're literally having, I'm you know, RCG. A... In this side, is he a starter? <laughs> no. You take him off the bench when the opposition is tired in the middle, and you go through the guts, and you get some meters from him, and then you kick him He's... off field after 20 minutes, and you get coddled on again. He's just not... He's not Tino. No. I guess that's all I can say. Like, Tino has been an absolute standout in that Titans team. Uh, he takes everywhere he can. Goes as far as he can. He actually gets a decent play the ball, which is a yeah. problem with, like, a lot of forwards that get good post-contact leaders. They get terrible play the balls because what happens is defenders just let them walk and hold them up. Exactly. But Tino, he's not like that. He finds his front. You play him as a prop next season. You have Aaron Clark at 13. You're golden. Yeah, I'm actually excited for the Titans. And I think that takes nicely into my next topic, isn't it? Aaron Shoup has signed with the Gold Coast Titans until the end of 2025. Wow. Wow. And they're not playing him as a halfback unlike the fucking dogs. I don't think Shop played halfback. Oh, yeah. Who was it? That was, um, that was Avarillo. Avarillo. But Fuck. Shop was... Imagine not playing a centre at halfback. Couldn't imagine it. Couldn't imagine it. Well, I think that's an absolutely brilliant signing for the Titans. Uh, yeah. What an amazing move, because one of their biggest issues that we spoke about, other than their kick chase, which is like... Like, if, you, if you've ever watched the Titans chase a kick, you are entitled to financial compensation. It I'm is, gagging. Like, it is it. bad. It is bad. It it's, is horrible. They have the worst uh, 1% team in the comp. Yeah. Apart and, from Tigers. Like when, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I would say they're worse than the Tigers because at least the Tigers will have the occasional guy chasing. Hmm. Uh, even the Knights, Adam Clune was bringing the 1%ers for them when he played. But... Yeah, that plus the edge consistency and what was happening on the defensive edges for... They had no consistency. It was not good. Defensively. No, they were switching switching up their combos every single week. But you bring in Shop, who is a good... He's a decent defender at center. He makes his tackles. He's got good contact in his tackles. Uh, He runs the ball well. You know what you're going to get from... He's still pretty young. That's as good as a signing gets. And honestly, I feel like he walks into that one of the time. He will strip one away from either Patrick Herbert Herbert or Philip Sammy. Which one? I think it's Sammy. Really? I think so, because I I actually don't mind Herbert sometimes. I reckon he's a good defender sometimes. Yeah, but Sammy, he's... He's an alright defender. Uh, he's, he's an okay defender. But more specifically, he, he, he's played for Queensland. Like, and it's not as if he's fallen off a cliff. That's true, yeah. It's just that his team hasn't been doing too well. What is, I reckon... Who does... Jojo Fafina also can play centre. That's true, yeah. I, I think him and... 
<laughs> him and our favourite Queensland boy Marju should be our winners next. Should be our winners yeah. next season. But yeah, well, you get fantastic meters out of the back end there. You'll get good meters from Shop, good meters from Sami, and you're going to have Campbell out the back, presumably. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to look pretty no Toby Sexton. Yeah, no Sexton. I'm I'm going to guess there's going to be no Sexton, and that their halves are going to be Brimson six. And, yeah, I think Foran will probably end up playing seven. Yeah, I think uh, so. I don't think you can have anyone else play seven. Unless yeah, well, be in it sucks because, yeah, well, Tanner Boyd was actually doing a pretty decent uh, job towards the back end of the season. Uh, he, he had that dog in him. He, he was steering he was the good. team around, made all his effort plays, really impressed me, to be honest. He was a star in the juniors, but never really kicked on much in first grade. Mm. But I found it was really promising. Uh, the change of um, Aaron Booth, Tanner, and Clark, when they had their new roles, Titans were looking really good. Yeah, Insane wow. That... Aaron Clark at 13. Yeah. Insane. Brilliant. If you have Foran and Boyd <laughs> as your halves, either Brumo or Jaden Campbell miss out at fullback. Yeah, exactly, which is why I don't think the Boyd makes it. I think Boyd plays... Probably... I think Boyd plays 14. Mm. Yeah. And then you can have yeah, him and on... Random. Because I'm 14 and he'll spell Stan Barrels. Yeah. So many moves finds next year. Wow. Yeah, a lot of... It's like another rebuild. And the weird thing is they only rebuilt themselves two years ago when they made finals. Yeah. Well, I think this was just them kind of picking up the pieces and saying, all right, yeah. uh, without Fogarty, we didn't have much leadership on the field, so let's go and get for it. Yeah, our, uh, our other captain kind of hit the vape at halftime in the shed, so he's off. Not the halftime babe. That is an all-time moment. That is and that what, should, what a oh. step up. What a step up in captaincy though for them to go from um, yeah Rock Dart to Tino, who they have at the moment, who is obviously we saw that post-match interview with the short kickoff where he just flat out admitted he didn't know the rule. Like it's easy <laughs> to see that it's a bit of incompetence, but the fact that Tino was as honest as he was and he said that he'd learned from it, yeah, and you know it's it's not like he's out there plotting every week. He's putting in full effort. Exactly. It's pretty It's pretty impressive for someone that young. And the blokes who won is the also, premiership uh, Storm. <clears throat> coming off the yeah, bench. Yeah, and, he, and he's won one two origin. Origins. Plays for Australia. Could actually it, be playing for Samoa right now, by the way. Yeah, well, it's, it's safe to say the Titans have a pretty good one in him. So yeah, 100%. I'm really excited to see them. So, what other off-season moves have we had lately? So, this recently just came out. David Clemmer to Tigers and Jackson Hastings mm. to Knights. Listen, I think... I love David Clemmer going to Tigers. Was it the right move to get rid of Hastings instead of Brooks? I don't think so. I think Brooks needs a new start. However, Newcastle have gained a great halfback in the form that he'll have. they'll have leadership, they'll have rumber centres... You'll have a halfback who knows what he's doing. He'll lead the team around. We we mentioned so many times, like we, we said it to death on this podcast, 90 average touches per game for Jackson Hastings. Now it's not on Ponga. Ponga doesn't need to touch the ball fucking 50 times per game anymore. It's 
him and Hastings can share it. All this yeah, talk well, that's gonna be... of Ponga moving to six, don't. Because Ponga has a history of bad head knocks. Uh, for instance, in high school, he actually had a brain injury. And he had a metal, like he had a device sticking out of it for a good solid two months. That's why he, the Cowboys wouldn't let him play uh, school footy or any type of footy for a couple, for like a year. He couldn't play um, for six. Where is this news from? This is news for me. Yeah, look, um, I, I just know this information because I know people who know Ponga and he went to my school, so that's why I know. But Wow. Yeah, so yeah, Ponga had a very bad um, head, in, head uh, surgery in his senior years, so... That's why so many, like, they have to take precautions of mm. Newcastle when he gets head knocks because he he can get really stuffed up from head knocks. Jeez. That's why when he got those three head knocks in, like, six weeks, they were like, oh, fuck. And they couldn't, he's like, no, nah, like, playing the rest of the season. I feel like that would be the case for any player, to be honest. Like, oh, yeah. Three head knocks. But but specifically for Ponga, it's very worrying. Um, yeah, no, well, um, I think my thought is trade, really. I think there's a reason Brooks didn't go, and that's because that the the Tigers, um, they probably did not want to pay freight on Brooks, I'm assuming, and the Knights obviously would not have wanted to take on Luke Brooks as full. Yeah. Whatever he's on, really. Like one point one per year or something like that. Something ridiculous. Every time they write an article about Luke Brooks, oh, it changes. It's, it's ridiculous. There was a article today saying Adam Dewey is asking for nine hundred k for his next contract. I'm not surprised. I feel like getting on. Especially when you see how much Brooks got paid by the Tigers. Yeah. Um, I think, um, David Clemmer. Dewey's alright, but he gets flat footed in defense. Yeah, the same as Burton. Exactly. And so it depends. In reality, why is anyone at nearly a million dollars at that club when they haven't played finals since 2012? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless you're getting someone like Munster or whatever. Yeah. Maybe, maybe focus on what you Unless you have a godsend player, not happening, Chief. Um, Pretty much. The forward pack of Tigers, however, they are looking fantastic, in my opinion. You got you got Pole, who just resigned to 25. Took yeah, Fenor Pole. Yeah. He was brilliant when he played. Often Gary, Stefano Otokomanu, and. You, oh, Luke Garner just left. You got Isaiah Papalihi, and now you got Clemmer. Yep. Holy crap, that is a forward back and a half. Yeah, well, it's... Oh, and Kalama Tongi. Is, is Kalama Tongi going to the side? Oh, isn't he already there? Tolagi? Kalama. Oh, Kal- Kalama. oh, Kalama Tolagi. Yeah. That's, I thought you said Kaloa. Kaloa oh, Matangi. yeah, no, not the guy. He's the rabbit. Not- you're not the rabbit's guy. Um, no. <laughs> uh, 
they do it, they have Kelmatoni. I think that'll be pretty interesting to see how they go with that. Um, in particular, we I think that also brings more context to the uh, Hastings move as well because we know that Sheen sees Brooks as the seven. Uh, yeah. You've got Dewey who wants to play six, and when he didn't play six, he was not happy about it at all. Um, you got Benji. either Charlie Staines and um, Dane Laurie to fullback. My opinion, Dane Laurie has done pretty well at fullback for you. I, what has Charlie Staines done to be like? I don't think. I don't think. Staines I deserve to be fullback. your fullback starting round one. He could. Kill I don't think Staines in off season, but I doubt it. I don't even think he was. I think he just wants to compete for the fullback spot. I don't think he's the chief to give it. Yeah, look, so does um, Joseph Suali, but yet um, his spokesperson came out and said, oh, yeah, sack Teddy, because Suwali will do better. But, yeah, whatever. Spokespersons say a lot of things. Yeah, they do. They really do. First thing, uh, shut it for once in a while. No, but great pickup by both clubs. Clemmer... I, th- I think the Knights were done with Clemmer after that little spiel on field with uh, the trainer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, you would remember that incident well. Talked about it for yes, two minutes and was... your phone went flat while recording. Yep. Yeah, that was particularly funny. The, the rant <laughs> I had about Clemmer that the world, the world will never hear and that I'll never remember. Um, I will say... With Clemmer, I think he has the issue of having that slow play the ball. Yeah. Do you want to play that with Apic or Estelle? And I think that is where the issue is. Um, and it does bring the Hastings through this more context because we have Joe Benigali, who's been a pretty good lock. Uh, Benoit Pollet has been a great middle forward mm. as they will have Clemmer coming in there. So their forward pack is probably you know, something like Pollet. Uh, and stand off the Hengali, which is that's pretty decent on paper, especially compared to what they had last season. Yeah, uh, definitely. Rugby League Eye Test on Twitter, the statistical account, has long spoken about the Tigers and their struggles with post contact meters. And the only players they had that were doing remotely good, or the only player they had that was doing remotely good at it, was Luciano and Lua, who obviously left for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and has now left for. Um, no fault stand down policy. So, what we've got now is the Tigers kind of rebuilding their post contact meters machine. And um, I think that's going to be a matter That's a good thing with Clemmer. He not only does he bring you leadership on the field and off the field when he's not yelling at the trainer, but he also has that hard carry run that can get you up the field. I thought yeah. he was the best forward out of all the Knights last season because he actually gave a, mm-hmm. gave a crap and he wasn't yeah. running for small amounts of metres. He was their leading run metres from last season, if I remember, in the forward pack. Yeah, he was, he was doing pretty good at Newcastle, but I also think that the reason people see him as being good this year is because the Cyphedes have not performed anywhere near as well. Yeah, so they were in Clemmer. Yeah, and you know we didn't talk about Clemmer much the year before, 
reason being was because this slow play the ball stuck out much more against the Saifides, who they're very much quicker play the ball forwards. Yeah. Uh, they got a bit more sluggish this year, and as a result of that, Clemmer has kind of looked fair in comparison. 100%, yeah. It's also worth noting Tamo leaving the Tigers as well. Tamo had a quicker play the ball in every game barring two. Uh, compared to the average of the rest of his team in those games. Because I did the graph for this one where I worked with Tunza on it. Yep. Um, so that's they're moving away from the quick play the balls that they get from guys like Tamo or Luciano Leilua. And they're moving on to the slower ones that they get from guys like Clemmer. So yep. uh, I, th- I think Isaiah probably has an all right play the ball. Yeah, what I remember. Yeah, Clemmer is going to be the big one. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Tigers line up with the style of their forwards play as well. Because Oliver Hangali was not a linking lock either. Hastings was. Yeah. Oliver Hangali is much more of a running. He's he's more of a prop playing lock versus an active pass playing lock. (laughs) I feel like this will. They will shape their forward pack around Appy. Appy... Yeah. Oh, Weirdly God. enough, it looks like they're doing the opposite because they're going for the more slower, big meter forward. I hope... Oh, I hope not because Tim Sheens is a very smart person in terms of... He plays to everyone's strengths. And if he doesn't realise that the Dalian Booker of the Year likes to run, the Tigers have got a problem coming for the next... Was it... Three years until Benji takes over? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have anything more to add? Because we've got one more thing before we, we have to go. Do you have anything more left to add on Clemmer? Or the Tigers? In um, I, I don't think that this is the massive blunder from the Tigers that people think it is. I don't think that uh, Clemmer is as good as some people think he is, but I also don't think that Hastings is, despite what I said on this podcast earlier this year. Uh, because Hastings is good, but he's he's good for the Tigers. Yeah. And you have to remember that the standard for the Tigers was it's Luke Brooks. Low. Yeah, so looking good next to Luke Brooks or looking marginally better is very different to... You know, other guys who have stepped into teams and kind of steered it around like it was a Ferrari. Yeah. So, or at least a Ferrari without their current race engineers and strategists. So. Jesus. The kids giggling off camera over the race strategist line. Um, but yeah, it'll be very fascinating to see like, how Hastings goes because the Knights are also another club that is completely revamping themselves. Yeah. Um, Does Adam Bryan go? I don't know, but what we do know is that they've got Bevan French coming, who can play on the wing or fullback, I believe. Yep. Uh, and then you've got. Hey, is that the guy who scored like eight tries in Super League in one game? And yep. Yeah. Then you got a twenty-minute rest. I mean, he'll he'll be good. I I feel like they're the Knights' outside backs are kind of lacking. Same with... Okay, no, Bevan French is not joining the Knights. I am operating on old news. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, you know who... Okay. 
Question. Is it Gamble or Kurt Mann for six for Newcastle? Uh, Gamble yeah, with Gamble. Kurt Mann as a utility. I think uh, <clears throat> Mann has not played enough in the halves. We haven't seen enough of his kicking game. Yeah. We haven't seen someone mentioned that, any of that it should be Hastings and um, Kurt uh, Cam Ponger, sorry. Hastings and Cam Ponger in the halves, Kurt Mann fullback. I had a stroke. I will have to wait and see. I think Kalen Ponger might get a trial game at six. I feel like Kurt Mann should be the thirteen because he he played great footy at thirteen in the early stages of this year. It was... He did. Clifford play off the back of him quite yeah. nicely. Same as Clune. So, but obviously, um, I think the Knights, I think they are retaining Adam Clune. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it also would not be surprising if we see Clune in the six jumper. Gamble as the utility, or. We really don't know what's going to happen at the Knights. Same with the Tigers. A lot of big They're question really marks at the clubs. Same with the Titans, the Tigers. Massive question marks because unlike last year, like where, for example, the Bulldogs had their big revamping this year. Yeah. Uh, but their big revamping is the same revamping that like three clubs are having this year in terms of players in their starting 17 being switched around. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be very, very fascinating to see how it goes. 100%. Now, I think it's time to move on to our next piece. It is a former... Yep. Uh, Knights player, and that's Andrew McCulloch. Andrew McCulloch will retire after 309 Premiership games, 15 finals appearances, four state of origins, and and participating at three clubs, that being Broncos, St. George, and Newcastle. What a career. What a career. Now, Andrew, while he... From what I remember, he never sparked the competition on fire. But, in saying that, he was really good at the Broncos then, during that <coughs> 2011 to 2017. You know, the glory years of the club in the two, uh, 2010s. Yeah, the mid-2010s, he was their go-to hooker. Yep. 2020 was his last year with the Broncos, where they looked at Turpin over him, I believe. Uh, he so, also went to Newcastle for a little bit that year. He played. Yep, yeah, because that was that was when he went to Newcastle and he played eight games. Then after that, he was with St George until retirement. Yep. Uh, Maka, he, I, I was actually happy with his selection for State of Origin in 2021 mm-hmm. because he was pretty much the only de facto hooker we had. But I also think that Hunt Nine was a really good idea. Yeah. Um, All green went with. Um, but Baka, he, his craftiness for this kicking is something that will be, or I hope it isn't forgotten, but it's not, it's not what people are talking about as much as his experience. People forget just how clever he was to have that kicking game from nine. Mm. He was, he was a miniature Cameron Smith of some sort. So obviously he wasn't at that level, but he did have the craftiness and obviously we saw, uh, the spine that the Broncos had in the mid-2010s where they had Boyd, 
Milford, Hunt, and McCulloch, and that was that was a pretty good spine. Yeah. So McCulloch, he he was no slouch. I know that he's old now, and people forget it, but he's no slouch. And he, there's a reason that he got those four caps to replay. He <laughs> always. Oh, he's a bloody good tackler too, by the way. Yeah, great tackler. Um, I think so. He really led the. At times, he led with most tackles in the season. I think he came very close with Marnie last year in 2021. And then, who had the most tackles this year? Um, I don't think it was Robson. I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Damien Cook or something. Let me check. Uh, have a look. Maka, performing. Best... Best match with Ben Hunt. Uh, Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie, okay. Because Marnie, then Braley, then Robson, then Cook, then Corey Oh, wow, okay. Um, Macca well, is best friends with Ben Hunt. Uh, ben Hunt was a big reason why Macca came to St. George. Uh, really, I think his career was at a standstill because he ha- Broncos wanted to go with Jack Turpin. So... Yeah, which no is choice. really funny because now they're obviously not going with Turpin. Who knows he's going to play hooker? Could be Billy Walters for all we know. My it money's on Corey Pakes. I think that's who it should I be. I think there's Pakes. It'll be there's Tyson Smoothie in the mix as well, who is a kicking and goal kicking nine. By is the way, is that the new fella who got referred to as Brisbane's next Cameron Smith? No, that's Blake Moser. Blake Moser, thank you. Blake Morris, I won't be playing. He's, he's played three games of Queensland Cup. He was mostly in Hastings during. Okay, yeah. Please, Brisbane, do not rush another junior. Don't do it. Oh, look, they may get desperate at some stage. Can I don't think they will. They've, they've got a few hookers. They don't need to. Yeah, send it up north, please. No, let let Blake Moser buy his time at South Logan. He's a very talented <laughs> player, but he just needs to develop Says the bloke who goes for Winnem Manly. That's me. <laughs> That's um, me. Well, Blake Moses is not going to play for Winnem Manly. He's going to play for South Logan. You know who is playing for Winnem Manly? Gideon Geller Mosby. <laughs> Cowboys legend. Gideon Geller Mosby has signed with the Winnem Manly Seagulls for the next year. Yes. Um, How awesome is that? Jacob got very excited in the Discord when that was announced. He loved it. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Tunza and had a little cry. Be getting out of him. Tunza had a little uh, cry, Tunza, as he would. But Tunza's sad because the Cowboys don't get Gideon. It <laughs> means the donkey. It means the donkeys will get Gideon. That's hilarious. I love amazing. It. Um, but do you have anything? Greatest news all year. Anything more to add to Andrew McCulloch's career? You know, as you said, crafty hooker will be remembered as a, one with a great kicking game and one that nearly won Broncos a premiership. But JT, yeah. too OP. He had other plans. Yeah. Uh, Jay Granville especially had other plans. He was absolutely on fire that night. Do not mention Jay Granville winning a premiership at fullback, please. Well, I wasn't going to, but, you know, we've oh, just for- mentioned the winner man. We've just mentioned the winner no, Manly Seagulls. because every time you mention Jake Granville on this podcast, you've got to mention, oh, he won a premiership at fullback. With- he, won, he won the 
2011. Uh, it was either 10 or 11 Queensland Rugby League competition playing at fullback for the Winter Manly Seagulls, being coached by Paul Green. And then he did it again the next year playing a hooker. Which Amazing. is absurd. Fullback and hooker. Give him a statue continue. outside Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Give him, give him a statue outside of Kurgary over on Wandle Road here. In fact, give that man a statue at every team he's ever played for. The Broncos can get one too at this point. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. He's, he's played his games for the Broncos. Good Lord. Every Everyone forgets this. Everyone forgets that Jake Granville played 10 games for the mighty Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Hopefully. It is. If life doesn't get in the way, we'll be back next week, same time, to talk about Samoa versus Australia. Australia's World Cup victory, hopefully. Yeah, and let's hope that something interesting happens in the news because it's silly <laughs> season talk about. for NRL. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, yeah, how much of a psyche starting with the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, that got mentioned. That got announced Tuesday night. Jemmet Shibasaki of um, former Newcastle fame Japanese rugby has signed with the uh, Cowboys. Jamal's brother fame. Yeah. And his younger brother Jamal's will be playing. Name. Yeah, his younger brother will be playing in the Young Guns next year. We yeah, love Shibba. pretty nice. Yeah, no, right. We love Shibba. We, we love both Shibbas. We love both That'll Shibbas. Be pretty good to have. You know what else we love? Pardon? What else do we love? We love our footy. And with we love that, our footy. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen.